This is Boston Scott, and you're listening to the Birds Banter Podcast. I'm living in that 21st century, doing something mean to it. Do it better than anybody you ever seen do it. Screams from the haters, got a nice ring to it. I guess every superhero need his theme music. No one man should have all that power. The clock's ticking, I just count the hours. Stop tripping, I'm tripping off the power. What is going on, Eagles Nation? Welcome to the latest episode of the Birds Banter Podcast. This is your host, Matt Loopy. You can find us on Instagram at BirdsBanterPHL and on Twitter at BirdsBanter. Thank you for tuning in today and checking out the latest Birds Banter Podcast episode. We're going to be talking about a lot today. Um, the Eagles season is officially over. They finished 4 11 and 1. Very, very disappointed season, but there is a lot to work on and progress towards this offseason. Number one, they have a lot of holes to fill, not only on the roster, but in the coaching staff now. Um, they are now without an offensive coordinator and head coach. Now, Doug Peterson has been fired. He had a meeting with Jeffrey Lurie on Monday, um, did not go as planned. And um, I mean, I, I figure that he would have been fired in that meeting um, after reports that we've seen. But there was a sense earlier in the season that Doug Peterson was going to be staying next year in 2021. And um Unfortunately, he was fired, and now since he assumed the offensive coordinator role last year, they're now without an offensive coordinator and head coach. And keep in mind, Jim Schwartz just announced his retirement a couple of weeks ago, that he was going to be retiring after the end of the season, or take a year off and then determine if he was going to retire. So now they're without the three most important coaching positions on the entire coaching staff, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and head coach. So... A lot of holes to fill, obviously head coach being the number one there, but you know it, it's it's going to be a big offseason. It would be nice. Um, I understand that Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson didn't really give the Eagles the best season in 2020, and um, you know there's a lot to work on there at the biggest positions on, on the football field, your head coach and your quarterback, um, but it would be nice to go into the offseason with some stability, um, to know who your head coach is, to know who your quarterback is, and then you can fine-tune things around them. Um, have the authority to draft a guy like Devontae Smith in the first round or go cornerback with Patrick Sertan and, you know, just build upon this team and try to um, build a better roster, make some trades to clear up cap space, whatever you need to do. But now there's really no certainty going to this offseason. Um, we don't have coaches. We don't know who the quarterback is going to be in 2021. And there's still players on the team like Jason Kelsey, Zach Ertz, Carson Wentz, who their future is very, very up in the air and very uncertain. So um, it's an offseason that we haven't seen in years. 2016 was the most um, comparable, but back then even, everybody knew that Sam Bradford was the quarterback and then the Eagles were going to draft a quarterback for the future in Carson Wentz. So there was some kind of a glimmer of hope, like, all right, we're, we're starting to rebuild. Now we just saw a Super Bowl just a couple of years ago with Nick Foles and, uh, and uh, Doug Peterson at the helm. Now they're both gone. And we're starting this whole cycle all over again, out with the old, in with the new. We don't know what the new is yet, but it's exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing how they can turn things around. And, you know, if you're kind of down in the dumps about this and losing hope on the Eagles, just look at what the 76ers did right across the street the, this past offseason. They, you know, got rid of their coach, obviously, brought in Doc Rivers, Brought in a whole new front office, front office with Daryl Morey and 
kind of just revamped the entire team. Now they're one of the best teams in the entire league. So, you know, things can get better. I know Howie Roseman is going to stay. I agree with that decision. I know a lot of people disagree with it, but um, it's not a complete overhaul. But we're going to see a lot of new faces here on this coaching staff. We're going to see a lot of new players through the draft and free agency, maybe even some trades. And uh, it's going to be an exciting 2021. I don't think the Eagles are ready to compete yet, but they're probably not that far away once they get these top needs out of the way. So stick along. We're going to talk about all about the coaching staff changes, um, the quarterback controversy, and a little bit more today on today's podcast. Support for the Birds Banter podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Big news, Manscaped just released their new cologne scent to help you feel good and smell good all over and at all times. Who knew smelling good could feel this good too? Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all of your below-the-waist grooming needs. Everyone knows Manscaped has the perfect package 3.0 for all of your below-the-waist grooming needs, but they do not stop there. Complete your grooming game with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. With the same signature, signature scent that is in all Manscaped formulas, this cologne is a perfect complement to the collection. Light, approachable, and gentlemanly in all the right ways. Think of it as your wingman for the night and keep you fresh and ready for anything. Calming and inviting the signature scent in, introduces a light citrus burst before settling in, in anchoring notes of velveteer and a woodsy masculine finish. This 50 milliliter spray cologne is even hypoallergenic, cruelty-free, dye-free, paraben-free, and 100% vegan. This beautifully designed glass bottle makes a statement, and the manly scent is attractive to set the mood. Also, be sure to check out the Perfect Package 3.0 with all the essentials for your below-the-waist grooming needs, including the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, the crop formulations, and yes, I'm talking about ball deodorant and toner to keep your testes besties. And now you can use the new Manscaped Refined Cologne to complete your set and smell great anytime, anywhere. It's time to feel sexy. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. Your balls and body will thank you. Again, that's get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. Look good, smell good, and feel good with Manscaped. All right, so like I mentioned, the Eagles have holes in their coaching staff. And at quarterback, they still haven't figured out their quarterback controversy. Nothing has really came out. Um, when I first saw the news that Doug Peterson was fired, it came across to me as the Eagles were going to be keeping Carson Wentz and they're going to favor Carson Wentz over Doug Peterson and kind of admit that Carson Wentz's struggles were more of coaching than Carson Wentz's development. However, I wouldn't stop the quarterback controversy right there. Uh, we still have to see new coaches come into this room. And the Eagles have two great quarterbacks right now. And not to mention, they also have the sixth overall pick, and I'll, I'll explain that in a second. So when you're getting a new coach, it doesn't make sense right now to say, um, obviously the season's on over, so you can't make any legitimate roster moves right now um, as far as Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts. But you can't say to one of these quarterbacks right now, without even having a coach or offensive coordinator on the, on the coaching staff, and say, hey, we're going with you, just because Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman like them. Lurie and Roseman are not the ones working with these quarterbacks. Yes, they represent the organization and they're going to be doing contracts and everything, but Lurie is not the one that's calling plays for um, Carson Wentz. Roseman is not the one game planning all week for a guy like Jalen Hurts. So they can't make the decision right now. It's going to come down to the head coach, the new head coach. And we've seen multiple names come out um, as far as the Eagles requesting to interview people, reaching out to people. There's a long list. Um, they're interviewing some top names out there. So it's going to be interesting. But 
first things first, you got to determine who your first your head coach is. You can't consider offensive coordinator yet. You can't consider defensive coordinator, and you definitely can't consider who is your quarterback yet. And this might kind of sound confusing, but it it makes a lot of sense. You don't want to hire, say, Eric Bieniemy for for instance, the Chiefs' offensive coordinator. Say if he was hired by Philadelphia, he comes to the Eagles. He's the new head coach. And he really, really likes Carson Wentz. But just a week before that, the Eagles say, um, hey, we're going to go with Jalen Hurts. And Carson Wentz is traded. Now, Biennemi is going to come into a team, and he's like, I don't even have the quarterback I want. Um, and chances are, most times when a head coach is hired and there's open vacancies at coordinator positions, positional coaches, they're going to bring in more of their own staff. And they're going to build their own kind of um, crew there. So if the enemy brings in, I don't know, like a guy like Mike Kafka as the offensive coordinator, and he prefers Carson Wentz as well, all of a sudden, you know, your whole staff is working with a quarterback that they don't even prefer. So we're not going to get answers on the quarterback position yet. We're going to get that probably in a month or two um, once the coaching carousel is all done. The Eagles are late to the game um, also because last week we saw head coaches start to get fired. Um, you know, Black Monday, as they call it, the, the day after the season ends for a lot of teams, the coaches are just fired just like that. Um, it's very rare you see it midseason. It does happen for a few teams. It happened to the Eagles, um, Chip Kelly's last year. But, you know, they're, they fired Doug Peterson a week after Black Monday. So you, you have teams like the Jets, who had a huge head start on the Eagles. The Jaguars, huge head start. And they, they've had a whole week to talk to these coaches, and um, nobody's been signed yet, committed to a team yet. But if you got a guy like Rob Sala, uh, defensive coordinator for the 49ers, who is rumored to be pretty much a shoe in for the next head coach in New York for the Jets, if he's interviewed with them, talked to them a couple of times, and then all of a sudden the Eagles come in a week later and say, hey, we'd like to interview you. But in his mind, he's like, I really like the Jets. I, I think I can be a great coach there. Then the Eagles are just too late and it's not going to go as well as they expect it to. Um, so I think that is a very, very bad read on their part. They should have known, um, you know, evaluated this coaching position all throughout the season. I don't know one, what one moment kind of swayed their decision. I don't think tanking the last game should have been the only reason Doug Peterson was fired. If that was, that's a terrible evaluation on the coach because he has done multiple, multiple things that has deserved him to step out as head coach and offensive coordinator, um, not just you know tanking the last game of the season for a better draft pick. So in my mind, you got to find your guy, but you're late to the game. So you have to play to the advantage of you know why would coaches want to come to Philly? And before we move on to that, I want to make another mark on the um, quarterback position. So like I said, the coach is going to be the one that determines, do I like Carson Wentz or do I like Jalen Hurts? Two very good quarterbacks. You can use them in different schemes. However, although they're very good, like I said, fit into different schemes, they're not just a system quarterback. They're, it's not like they represent every single quarterback out there. So there is a possibility, very unlikely, there is a possibility that the Eagles hire a head coach. They come in and they say, I don't want to work with Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts. I can't do it. I want somebody in the draft. Whoa. Bombshell. That would blow everything up. Um, and it's something that people shouldn't ignore. You know, a guy like Elliot Shore Parks, he's been on the podcast last year, 
and a lot of people give him a lot of hate on Twitter. And the other day, or a few weeks ago, he said the Eagles have the top a top pick in the draft. It would be it would be wrong for them to not consider quarterback, not do their homework. A lot of people are like, "What are you talking about? They don't even have their quarterback right now." Um, figured out with Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz, no chance they're drafting another one. I agree with him. If you're that high in the draft, you're looking at guys, obviously Trevor Lawrence will likely be off the board, but you're within reach to take or trade up for Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, you got Mac Jones later in the first round. Um, if you want to trade down with somebody, you have great quarterbacks out there who can be taken. If you bring in a new head coach and they prefer somebody in the draft, you have to go all in for them. You can't just settle with a new head coach and an existing quarterback and hope that it works out if they know it's not going to work, if they know they can't work with them. Because then, in two years, you're going to run into the same situation. You're going to say, whether it be Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts, you're going to say, oh, they regressed again. The coach is bad. No, they, they could both very well still be good, but if they don't fit well together, they're not going to look good on the field. So I'd rather now just blow it up. If you're going to trade Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts, and go get a guy like Zach Wilson. If that's your guy, you got to go do it because you don't want to run into the situation and delay competing even longer. Um, I would love to see Carson Wentz stay. You know, I, I have been pretty hard on him this year, but like I said, I think he will be successful in the NFL, whether it be with the Eagles or another team. Doug Peterson had to be out for that to happen, though. But going forward, you can't keep both quarterbacks. It would be fun to have a quarterback battle, make for great storylines. But you can't do that to either quarterback. Jalen Hurts is an asset. He showed that he can be a starting quarterback in the league. Carson Wentz is definitely an asset. He He's shown time after time, he, yet he just had a really bad year in 2020. So you can't keep both the rounds. You saw what it did to Carson Wentz's confidence and his uh, you know mannerisms as a quarterback always looking over his shoulder. And then Jalen Hurts, you know, he's a guy that he's thinking, I'm ready to go. I have starting experience. Um, yeah, he's 1-3 as a starter, but... He, he looked pretty good when he needed to. Um, so right now, when you find your head coach, you have to determine what are we going to do at quarterback. And it wouldn't be the worst in the world if they had to start over and draft a quarterback because, number one, you're just starting fresh. You're getting rid of some money. You're getting another quarterback on a rookie contract and getting ready to compete for the future. Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts, I would assume you would get a second-round pick for each of them. Jalen Hurts may be a third, um, but that is great draft capital. Because then later in the draft, if you get your quarterback in round one, then in the second round, third round, you have extra picks that you can say, hey, let's go and build around this quarterback on offense. Let's get them the wide receivers that we need. Let's get them the offensive line depth. If Brandon Brooks goes down again, if Lane Johnson goes down again, let's build around this team. So you, you would have the draft picks to do so um, with this new quarterback. I don't want that to happen. I think either Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts can be great for this team. But it's not my call. It's the new head coach's call. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they end up doing there at the position. So as of now on Wednesday, these are the coaches that the Eagles have been tied to, either interested or requesting to interview. Whatever it is, the Eagles are tied to these following names. Deuce Staley, which is the, the Eagles assistant head coach and running backs coach. Ryan Day, Ohio State head coach, who Ohio State just had a great season, and they made it to the national championship game. Luke Fickle, Cincinnati head coach. Had a great season. The Eagles are tied to him. Jared Mayo is the Patriots linebacker coach. Um, this is kind of similar to um, Joe Judge, who went from the special teams coach from the Patriots last year 
to then the Giants head coach. So coming from the Bill Belichick tree as well. Uh, then you have Todd Bowles, the Buccaneers defensive coordinator. He's been coaching for a long time now. Arthur Smith, the Titans offensive coordinator. Um, this is very reminiscent of a few years ago. The, the Titans have had a great offense too, and they're primarily run offense, so it would be interesting to see if they bring him in, um, what Miles Sanders' role would be, because he would probably be used as a bell cow running back, and they would probably re-sign him to a lot of money down the line. Um, but Arthur Smith, if you guys remember the offensive offensive coordinator behind him, I mean before him, was Matt LaFleur, who's now the head coach with the Packers, doing a phenomenal job there. So obviously good coaches are coming from the Titans as of late. Um, Rob Sala, who I mentioned earlier, the 49ers defensive coordinator, really a untraditional way for the Eagles to hire a head coach, getting a defensive-minded head coach, but um, wouldn't be opposed to that as at all. Next, a very interesting one, Lincoln Riley, Oklahoma head coach, who coached Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray, um, two very good quarterbacks. And then also, last but not least, Mike Kafka, the Chiefs quarterback coach, who was also tied to the Eagles earlier in his career as a player. So out of those four names, or out of those multiple names, actually, sorry, I'm going to give you my four top candidates for the Eagles. Um, obviously, it's early. We have to see what's going to happen. Some might be pretty unrealistic. Um, obviously, number one, I didn't mention this in the name of list, but um, Eric Bieniemy, the Chiefs offensive coordinator, he's done a phenomenal job with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I would imagine he's going to probably go to a more attractive head coaching position, and I'm going to explain in a little bit what would make the Eagles attractive and unattractive. Um, for multiple head coaches, but Bienemy is just a great guy. He's been denied of multiple opportunities. He didn't have a head coaching offer last year or the year before, despite the Chiefs having a top offense in the league. Now it's time for him to finally get that head coaching position, and he's expected to do so with seven teams open. Um, I believe seven teams are looking for a head coach right now, the Eagles included in that list. So it's going to be interesting to see where he ends up. He's obviously the top of the ladder there, um, along with Rob Sala, who's my number two. Rob Sala, the defensive coordinator for the 49ers. Like I said, pretty untraditional for multiple multiple teams in the league to have a defensive-minded head coach, but it's not a bad thing. Um, you just need to really, really, really hit on your offensive coordinator hire. Make sure that they are very capable of running an offense and not bringing someone in uh, like Doug Peterson was, who just made the offense completely stale, because obviously Sala would control the whole team, but he's going to be focusing more on defense than the offense, as opposed to having a guy like Bienemy, who would focus more on the offense than the defense, and you'd have to have a really good defensive coordinator behind him. Um, works both ways. But anyways, Sala, um, I really like what he does. Um, very similar to Bienemy. Great coach, great defensive unit there in San Francisco for years. Hasn't really got his job as a head coach yet. Um, it's rumored that he is going to be um, ready to accept the Jets' job. Um, I Things can change. I don't know. But it would be great to try to lure him to Philadelphia, get him um, as the new head coach. And I think he has a really good defense to start to work with. Um, some young guys with the linebackers. Uh, defensive line has always been solid for years. You have a cornerback like Darius Slay, who he would probably love to work with. And, um, you know, just his energy. If you guys watch him, just watch YouTube mic'd up videos of him. He is phenomenal, phenomenal energy. And that I think that's what the head coaching position is more turning to be um, these these past years. You see guys like Doug Peterson, Bill Belichick, who are kind of just mellow, you know, doing their job on the sideline. But a guy like Rob Sala and some of the coordinators across the league, they are just 
extremely excited to coach the game and get their players hyped up. And I think that's what the Eagles need. They need a rebirth there in Philly as, as the players need it, the coaches need it. And I think he would be a phenomenal person just to bring a lot of energy, a lot of new thoughts to this team and just shift from offense, offense, offense to, hey, we got a good defense. Let's build on this and then go get a great offensive coordinator and balance it out. My third head coach that I'd be very interested in, Lincoln Riley. Um, And this comes with an asterisk because you know if the Eagles hire Lincoln Riley, Carson Wentz is gone. That would make the the controversy so simple because Lincoln Riley coached Jalen Hurts in college. They did phenomenal together. Um, Very, very good duo there at Oklahoma, as was Kyler Murray, as was Baker Mayfield with Lincoln Riley. I think Lincoln Riley would love to come coach Jalen Hurts again. I think Lincoln Riley will make it to the NFL sooner rather than later. This year might be the year. And as you see coaches come from college to the NFL, they require very big contracts, some personnel um, you know, responsibilities. So he would probably be helping Howie Roseman a lot with a draft process to try to get his own his, the guys that he wants and build an offense that he wants, a defense that he wants. So I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. I think he'd be a great candidate. Um, Would be sad to see Carson Wentz go, but I think we've all been preparing for that day for weeks now. So if Jalen Hurts is the one that they want to go with and Lincoln Riley can, you know, resurrect that magic that they had together at Oklahoma, I'm all for it. I think that would be a great duo to put together. And, um, you know, I think he's finally, finally ready for a head coaching position in the NFL. And last but not least, number four on my list. And, you know, the Eagles might walk away with none of these four guys. These are just the premier guys that I'm considering for the job um, in my mind that I would like to see as the Eagles' new head coach. Number four, long, long overdue, Deuce Staley. Deuce Staley has been with the Eagles for a long time as a player, as a coach, and he's done a phenomenal job. Um, After the Super Bowl, when Frank Reich left, the Eagles didn't really – give him the promotion that he deserved. He didn't go to offensive coordinator. He went to assistant head coach, which was really just a pay increase. He didn't really have many more responsibilities. He kind of read the uh, ran the run game with um, Jeff Stoutland, the offensive line coach, and then the passing game was more Press Taylor. So, and these new head coaches that, the, that Doug Peterson brought in, that was a disaster. Rich Scangarello and all them, that was just brutal. Um, I thought it would work out. Turns out it, it was... Actually, a terrible decision by Doug Peterson and what he tried to do there. But Deuce Staley, long overdue as a head coach, like I said. I think, again, like Lincoln Riley, he's going to be a head coach sooner rather than later by either the Eagles or another team. Um, You've seen players speak out about him before, and they just say that he just demands respect. Um, Players love to play for him. He He knows the game very well. He played at a high level as running back. Um, Doug Peterson, yes, he knows the game well, but he was never a, you know, highly touted quarterback. He was always a backup and never really had much NFL experience other than coming in every once in a while. So Deuce Staley has the experience. He knows what it takes. When I talked to Boston Scott a few weeks or a few months ago, sorry, um, about his experience and what Deuce Staley, it means to him. And he, he had nothing but good things to say about him. I'll probably clip that and, um, post that somewhere to show you guys what he said, but just, you know, nothing but good things to say about Deuce Staley. I think he is long overdue as a head coach. And uh, if it doesn't happen this year, I think he would probably leave and go find another team because he probably feels very disrespected by the Eagles for being passed over as not just the head coach, but a promotion for multiple years now.
So those are my, my top candidates for the Eagles head coaching position. I think those are the top four guys that they need to dial in on, do everything that it takes to bring them in. I think Deuce Daly, um, I don't want to refer to him as like a backup or a safety option because I think he is a variable, very capable head coach, but he is already in the coaching staff. He has interest. The Eagles have interest. I think they can definitely rely on him to be head coach if other things fall through. Um, so make sure you do your due diligence on guys like Ryan Day, Luke Fickle, see if they are capable to step in. Mike Kafka, another name that will come up. Um, but you have to go for the top guys, in my opinion. Even if it means losing a guy like Deuce Staley, go and try to get Biennemi. Go and try to get Rob Sala. Uh, Lincoln Riley would be phenomenal as long as you are ready to go and advance as a franchise with Jalen Hurts as quarterback. But then Deuce Staley, if all things fall through, you have him in your back pocket ready to go in. Like I said, it's not a downgrade. It's not a backup or a safety. He's just right there. He's ready to go. You can always pick him if all things fall through. Um, so to wrap things up today, I want to talk to you guys about what makes the Eagles an attractive destination for a head coach and an unattractive destination because you can see it both ways. I think a coach will either reject the Eagles for these reasons or accept them for these reasons, obviously. Um so number one, what makes them an unattractive destination? Right now, they have a quarterback controversy. A lot of teams don't, or a lot of head coaches don't want to walk into a situation where they have to pick a quarterback. There is some advantages to that, but they're kind of a disaster right now. They have, number two, they have been regressing every single year since the Super Bowl. Number three, they are in terrible cap space. Um, They're over the cap by a lot. They have to make a lot of moves, and the head coach really can't come in and make all these big decisions that he might want to make because he's very uh, strapped to the cap right now. Um, some advantages to being the new Eagles head coach and why you might want to come work for them. Um, you know, the opposite of what I just said for number one, you have two quarterbacks to pick from. If you don't like Carson Wentz, you got Jalen Hurts, and vice versa. If you don't like Jalen Hurts, you have Carson Wentz. So that kind of helps them. It's better than walking into a room of one quarterback and saying, I don't like you when the entire franchise thought it was a franchise quarterback. Now you got to blow things up. Happened in Arizona years ago. You saw Josh Rosen drafted in the first round, and then all of a sudden, um, Kyler Murray drafted first overall. It, it does have some advantages, but also it shows the Eagles are just a sloppy franchise right now. Number two, why they're attractive, the number six overall draft pick. You can go in and make sure, you know, they're almost guaranteed to get a guy like, um, I would say their Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith will be on the board. Patrick Sertan will likely be on the board. Uh, Micah Parsons, among many others. You can get a top playmaker in the draft in round one and then have multiple draft picks um, later in the draft to make sure you build the roster at other positions. Another reason, the Eagles have a history of winning and a history of a great franchise. They are also in a big market. I know the, Eagle, the NFL does a lot of revenue sharing, so that doesn't really impact them much, but players will might, might want to come to Philadelphia as opposed to going to a smaller market um, across the country. So the Eagles have a history of winning. They just won the Super Bowl in 2017. They're not going to fall off. I mean, they did fall off, but it's not like the Eagles are going to be a disaster of a franchise for multiple years to come, you know, knock on wood. Um but we see that teams that have the foundation and the blueprint of winning like the Eagles do likely keep that. They might not compete every single year, but they are an attractive team that will always be in the playoff contention, especially in the NFC East. So I think the Eagles can 
lure a top candidate there. They just have to sell those positive points. There are a lot of negatives of why coach might not want to come here, but all things considered, I think it is a very, very attractive coaching position. Um, maybe not as attractive as the Jaguars, who are basically uh, guaranteed to get Trevor Lawrence, um, unless they don't like him for whatever reason. They're either getting Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields to be that franchise quarterback. They have um, like $100 million in cap space, great young players like DJ Chark and James Robinson. So that, that's a really good gig. I would imagine Eric Bieniemy's name is written all over that. Um, Doug Peterson is probably going to be interviewing the, with the Jaguars as well. But, you know, the Eagles are just, they're a big name team. Um, they had a bad year, but they're a big name team. They'll be back. And I think coaches will highly consider this job. And I hope the Eagles can make a good decision and get someone good um, in the coaching staff. So we'll be here to keep you guys updated all along the way. Um, we're going to start very soon with our player reviews for the draft. So make sure you tune into our YouTube channel. We'll also post those on our social media, Instagram and Twitter. Thank you for tuning in today for the Birds Banter podcast. Again, this is your host, Matt Loopy. You can find us on Twitter at Birds Banter, Instagram at Birds Banter PHL. And this podcast is presented to you by PHLSportsNation.com. Thanks so much, everyone. I'll see you next week and go Birds.